It's good to see everyone this morning. We're, we're still kind of on a holiday weekend, so we have some that are traveling and still going, but it's good to have all of you here. Um, I'm always thankful that we can gather, that we can come together, that we get to share moments um, like this. We have begun our um, Christmas season. Yay! Excited. Everybody eat too much Thursday? Shop too much Friday? No? That's good. That's good. But we are in the midst of the season, and I don't know if you knew this, but there are, there are 25 days until Christmas. That is 600 hours. That is 36,000 minutes until Christmas. We should. We shouldn't be wasting any time then, should we? I mean, we got all this stuff to do, packing and shopping and wrapping and cooking and all this stuff. And in all those moments, we just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. But I want to encourage you over the next few weeks as we come together for us to forget that. For us just to put all the craziness of Christmas around that goes on around us and just put it aside. Because I'm afraid we miss moments. I'm afraid that we miss the miracle of what Christmas is. And that, that's really what we're going to be talking about. The miracle of Christmas. Of what an amazing thought. What an amazing idea and this plan that God had. That he would put on human flesh. That he would enter this world as a baby. Born in a cave. And change Everything. But I think sometimes we get too busy. Sometimes we're too smart for our own good. Sometimes we um, miss the moments. And, and I, I don't want you to miss the moments. And so I don't want you to be like this. Whoa. I love that movie. It's one, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies, movies, Miracle on 34th Street, and they've remade it over and, and over again. But the point is, is do we want to take the risk of missing what Christmas is? Do we want to take, take the chance of being so busy or so smart or so occupied that we miss what an amazing time of year this is? And so over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be talking about the miracle of Christmas. I just want to... We're going to be in Galatians and jumping around and stuff, but I just I just challenge you and I encourage you this morning, just whatever's going on, all the plans and little things, it's wheels that are turning, just shut them off and don't miss the miracle of the moment. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for, for your love, for your mercy. 
God, for your grace. God, we thank you for moments where we can just stop. Where we can kneel down on the side of a manger and see that our God became one of us. God, I pray over this time that you will just speak to our hearts, that you will remind us of the incredible miracle of what Christmas is. I I pray that you will just speak through me, God, that it will be about your words and not mine. And that your presence will be so heavy that we will leave changed. And so, God, just have your way this morning. Give us ears to hear and hearts to respond. For your glory. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Timing is everything. And this morning I really want to talk about the miracle of the moment. Over the next couple of weeks, like I said, we're going to be we're going to be talking about the different aspects of when we're going to Christmas and all the things that God kind of put in place. But this to me is one of the most exciting because the miracle of the moment, the timing of everything of Christ coming into the world was just amazing. If you have your Bibles in Galatians four, Paul writes, starting at verse one, he says, what I'm saying that is that as long as an heir is under it, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you're his child, God made you also an heir. I want you to pay attention to a really, really important phrase right there. But when the set time had fully come, timing is everything. Uh, A couple of things that the idea that Jesus came at the perfect moment in history, that God incarnate showed up at the perfect moment. The very first thing is that the world was at peace. There is a temple in the Roman culture, in the Roman civilizations, the temple of Janus. And the only time that temple is ever opened is when everything is at peace. Now, there were skirmishes and there was stuff going on. But generally, the Roman Empire had conquered the world, the known world, and everything was at peace. And they had opened this temple to say everything's at peace. So what better time for the Prince of Peace to show up than when the world is at peace? Others, Roman rule. Because the Romans ruled pretty much everything, all the known world, communication happened. It wasn't like it took months and months and months and months and months and maybe years for word to get out. They had built roads. They had built infrastructure and stuff. And so communication was rapid. It could expand quickly, even in the backwaters of a little place in Palestine. That's just sand and dirt and camels and sheep. Word could spread throughout the entire known world at the time. There's Jews. The Jews were scattered among most of the nations that Rome occupied. Almost every single nation that Rome was in that controlled the Jews were there. And over time, during that period, the intertestamental period, that 400 years that happened between the last prophet Malachi and the birth of Christ, things started popping up called synagogues all over the place where the Jews could gather on their Sabbath, where they could worship together. And it just started happening. Every town had a synagogue. 
I want to remind you, where did the disciples go and speak? Where did Paul always go first? It was the synagogues. The church was kind of spread out all over. And so this mechanism of communication of the gospel was in place. And then finally, there was a common language. For one, of the, for the first time, probably in the history of the world, there was a very common language. Everybody spoke Greek. And so Jesus came at the perfect moment. God foresaw, God put everything together, all the pieces together, and he came at just the right moment. Timing is everything. When you think about all the prophecies that were predicted for Christ to come and how many he fulfilled, just in his birth he fulfilled. And how long ago before Christ was born that those were made, it was almost impossible for anybody just to like, you know, maybe somebody could get away with a few of them. But Christ fulfilled all of them. Everything came together in this perfect storm for God, Emmanuel, God with us to show up on this planet. It's amazing. I mean, I don't know what you, I'm a little excited about that. Like, I, you think Santa's a big deal. Santa can go around and, and deliver presents all in one day. God orchestrated the entire world to a place where Jesus came at the perfect moment for the perfect chance for it to spread and to affect the entire planet. I'm going to back up. J. Vernon McGee, great preacher, said this, something of eternal significance transpired there. Not only was the calendar of the world changed, but heaven itself and eternity was affected. Because God orchestrated everything. I didn't want you to miss that. So he not only shows up at the right moment, he provides at the right moment. God is always providing what we need when we need it, when we trust him. Look at these verses. Psalm 145, 15. It says, the eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. Psalm 104. 27. All creatures look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You see this pattern? All through the scriptures you read, God shows up at the proper time. He gives what we need at the proper time. He doesn't always give us what we want, but God always gives us what we need. And he gives it when we need it. I I know a lot of us, you know, we go out and we think like, oh, I need this. I need a new car. I need a bigger TV. I need a bigger house. I need all this stuff. And we have this list that this world has said, but God knows exactly what we need when we need it. And at the proper time, he provides exactly what we need as long as we trust him. And finally, Romans 5, 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Here's the one thing. I know God is never late. God is never early. God is always on time. And Christmas is a glaring proof of that. He, he came at the perfect time, at that moment in time where everything fit together. And then he provides at the perfect time. When we were powerless, think about that. When we were enemies of God, when, when, we had, when we didn't know we needed God, Christ died for us. Everything about this is about moments. And we get so wrapped up in the busyness. I mean, we, we have worked ourselves ragged 
just decorating them because we love to do that and, and getting the house ready. And we were, we get all set and we, we clean the house on Saturday nights and we know like got people coming for church and we, and we work and work and we get up in the morning like we overslept a little bit this morning. So we're like, oh my goodness, I got to get dressed and we got to move stuff around and, and everything. And we get so wrapped up in the busyness of every day that we miss these moments. I, I believe with all my heart that God shows up every single day in our lives. We just miss it. And my prayer for us this Christmas is that we don't miss it. Because let me tell you something, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how your house is decorated. It doesn't matter how much is under your tree. It doesn't matter if you got everything on your list or any of that. It matters, did you miss the most historically monumental event in all of history, the birth of Christ? No other person has changed history like Jesus. He's affected everything. He's affected science and culture. And he's affected history. He's, he's affected politics. He's, he's affected every single aspect of our life. When Jesus was born, he affected that. And we so often just miss it. I sit behind my desk and I look at bills and I look at plans and strategies and I think about the church and I think about my family and I think about all the needs and everything and I get so wrapped up in what all is going on. And and the cool thing about God is not someone that's going to grab you and shake you and say, pay attention to me. I love that the prophet said, you know, I listened for him and he wasn't in the earthquake, he wasn't in the whirlwind and then I heard a still quiet voice. You know, years and years ago, I used to, when I first started ministry, one of the places I worked at, um, the church couldn't pay me, so I was a daycare worker. I was the only male working in the daycare with a bunch of little kids. In fact, that's how they threatened the kids. It's like, we're going to send you to Mr. Tony because I was the only guy and I was huge and they were all scared and everything. But I remember there was one kid and every time he would, she would just come up and she would just like, I just need it. I'm like, what, what, honey? Sweetie, what? Speak up. And you had to get down. You had to stop and put all your attention and focus. And she, it was always like, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> My challenge for us is this year is we just go into this whole season as we think of Advent and the candles. And, and we, we look back at tradition and the idea that Jesus was foretold in the moment that all came together for Christ to be born. And that God showed up just exactly time before exactly what we needed. That maybe we would just stoop down a little bit and listen. Because I believe God has something to whisper in our hearts this Christmas. And I don't want to miss it. So he provides at the right moment. He shows up at the right moment. And he says, now is the right moment. Second Corinthians 6, 2. Paul writes, for he says, I heard you in, ex- in an acceptable time and I helped you in the day of salvation. Look, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Listen, you can celebrate Christmas with Santa and decorations and parties and presents. And you can do all of that. 
and you'll have fun, but nothing will change. You can celebrate Christmas with the acknowledgement and the knowledge and the understanding that Christ came to die for you and me. That the greatest Christmas gift ever is grace. And I know someone said, well, you know, I'm busy right now. I'll think about it later. I'll get to it later. I'll do this later and all this stuff. And, and, and you can do that and you can think through that. But I love Paul says today is the day of salvation. And, and my greatest prayer for us, my greatest desire for us is that we don't, we don't just pass it by. That Christmas just becomes another day. But that we acknowledge and we understand that something amazing happened. Let me just listen to this again. J. Vernon McGee, something of eternal significance transpired there. Something that nobody could dream or imagine or believe ever true, that God became flesh. I, I love that in John... Um, Peterson translates in the message <coughs> that God pinched, pitched his tent among us, that God became one of us, just like you and me. I mean, that, that's what that verse means. And, and, you know, the flesh and the word became flesh. It means basically that God pitched his tent. He became just like you and me. He understands every struggle you go through because he struggled it. He understands every temptation because he was tempted by it. He, he, just, he knows every heartbreak because he felt it. Something of eternal significance transpired there. Not only was the calendar of the world changed. I mean, think about that. Everyone that's out there celebrating Christmas and stuff, our calendar is separated by before Christ and the year of our Lord. That the way we measure time is pinpointed on Jesus' birth. That it not only changed, but heaven itself and eternity were affected. Man, don't don't miss this. You're going to have plenty of time to have fun with family and friends and, and to know tradition and, and to celebrate and do all that. But if you go through and all it is is those things and you miss that that baby, that God became a baby... I mean, think about that for a moment. God had dirty diapers. Mm -hmm. And that he was born, and that he lived, and that he taught, and then he died. So that we could celebrate this for real. My, my prayer is that you, you, you don't miss it. That there are miracles happening all the time. That there's miracles coming, and we miss them. Because we get so busy. That we, like the little girl in the movie, we kind of think it through. and Like, well, it doesn't make sense and I'm not going to do that and stuff. Now, can I tell you something? There's nothing about Christianity that really makes sense. You know, we make fun of the people like, well, aliens came and seeded this planet. But just think about our story here. 
We had a God that created us. We turned our backs on him. And so he created a law and he started raising up a people to understand. And when they didn't get it, he kept forgiving them and kept forgiving them and kept forgiving them and kept forgiving them, lest the entire Old Testament. But then he decided, hey, I'm going to put flesh on. I'm going to come down. I'm going to teach about love. I'm going to do miracles. And then I'm going to die an excruciating death on a cross. And then three days Three days later, I'm going to rise again, and then I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave Earth and leave it in the hands of all these people that have been screwing up their entire all of history, and say, "You guys run it, and you guys go change the world and everything, and I'll be with you." And then I'm going to return, and I'm going to set up everything. Yeah, that just sounds perfectly sane and normal, doesn't it? I mean, it is. It's it's insane. The whole entire idea of Christmas is insane. What kind of God would be born in a cattle stall to a family of no reputation in a backwater town that makes Groveland look like a metropolis? It doesn't make any sense. But I pray you don't miss it this year. I pray you don't just pass it by and that you see what it is. It's a miracle. And we celebrate the moments and we let God speak to us and hopefully change us. And so this morning, I just, I just want to pray for us. I, I, just, I just want to pray and I'm going to ask a couple of questions. Because... This is the most this is the best thing I can give you for Christmas. Is to understand that there's a God that made you, loves you, has purpose for you, died for you, and desperately wants a relationship for you with you. And that's what this season is about. So will you pray with me? God, I just I thank you so much. This it's a crazy story. God, if I was in charge, there's no way I would have done it this way. God, I thank you that you take the foolish things of this world like me and and you use them for your glory. I thank you that your ways are not our ways and we may never fully understand grace and, and your mercy and why you love us so much. That you would actually put skin on and become one of us. But God, most of all, I pray that we don't miss this moment. God, I pray this morning if there's anyone here that doesn't fully know you, God, that maybe they know about you, they know of you, but they don't know you, that this Christmas everything would change. And God, you make it so simple. This morning, if, if you've never made a decision for Christ, if you never experienced the Christ in Christmas, Just right where you're at, would you just pray with me? God, I know I'm a sinner. I've done things my way. I've gone through life missing all the moments. Missing your voice. 
I've ignored you. But Jesus, today I confess that you came at the perfect moment. And through your death and resurrection, you gave me exactly what I needed. And so I accept those. I ask you to forgive me to come into my life and help me to experience Christmas the way it was always meant to be. God, I pray that that's our prayer this morning. And I pray that we will experience more and more of you as we go through this series, as we travel through the Advent Road. And we pray that you would receive all the glory. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome to Advent. We're not fancy. We're not going to be fancy and stuff, but we're just going to celebrate and we're going to make these moments work.